In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today as we celebrate Palm Sunday, I wonder if you could imagine with me what the scene must have looked like in Jerusalem on that day. I would tell you that Jerusalem, the entire city, would have been absolutely packed with a throng of the Hebrews, the Jewish people. Why? Because they had all come on their pilgrimage to celebrate Passover. That's where they were. Passover was one of the highest feast days of the Hebrew faith that God had asked them to do. And they would all, when I say pilgrimage, not just those around Jerusalem, but all of the dispersion of the Jews around the known world in that whole area would converge upon Jerusalem, fill the city, because they would celebrate God saving them by the blood of the Lamb from the angel of death back in Egypt. Where he would save all of them from death and this would cause their great oppressor Pharaoh to release them from their bondage. That they may be free to go into the wilderness and be God's people and worship him there in the wilderness. And so they'd all come in. Picture that amount of people filling the streets and with these palm and other branches of like kind in their hands. As Jesus Christ would make his way towards the city of Jerusalem. But the one thing that we need to notice is this. Having palm branches in their hands. Choosing to do this. When Jesus would approach. It was something that would be very out of the ordinary for the celebration of Passover. In fact it had absolutely nothing to do with the celebration of Passover. And so the question we want to look at today, because it will help us in why we enter into Holy Week with these blessed palms. And we wave them and we praise God as we begin our journey to the cross, through the cross, to the resurrection. Why palm branches? Why did the people take it upon themselves for this to be their welcoming of our Lord Jesus Christ that he would enter into Jerusalem? First and foremost, know this. At this stage of the game, Jesus' reputation, because of the three years of his life and ministry and all that he had done, had been building. In fact, I would say it had been building to a great crescendo. They had witnessed seeing him heal. They had witnessed seeing him raised from the dead. They witnessed seeing him do miracle provisions with very small amounts of food. And they heard his teaching, and by his teaching and all that he did, his very life proclaimed the truth that the kingdom of God had come to man. But it was what Jesus would do just very shortly before this entrance into Jerusalem, just a few miles away from Jerusalem, when he would raise Lazarus, corrupt in the grave from the dead, with a multitude that witnessed this. And when he would raise his voice and call Lazarus out of the grave, not only would his soul return to Lazarus, but every bit of the corruption of Lazarus' body on the fourth day was completely restored to perfect health and Lazarus would come forth. It would be just a few days beyond this that Jesus would enter in. Word spread all around that area and into Jerusalem. And you know what they began to believe if they didn't already? The Messiah has come. The people literally believed that Christ was the promised Messiah who would come to deliver them. The problem was their definition of deliverance. 
their problem was their definition of what the Messiah had come to do because he didn't come to relieve them from the oppression of a nation like Rome. He came to do something far greater. And so they, they believing that he was the deliverer who had come, the Messiah had come, they took upon themselves to get palm branches and other branches of like kind and hold them as he would enter in. And you need to understand something. That to the Jewish people, this was something absolutely familiar, just not at the time of Passover. Because every year, there was a different celebration, a different feast. One of the main feasts that God called for, it was called the Feast of Tabernacles. Otherwise known as the Feast of Booths. And it was a seven-day feast that would happen once a year in the life of Israel. And once again, everyone would converge to Jerusalem for this great feast. It was a feast where God called upon them to celebrate the provision and the harvest of the fruit of the vine. Not the wheat of the field. The provision of the fruit that would grow on the vine. And one of the main focuses of this feast was the celebration that God had provided the water to water the ground that would allow the vine to produce all the fruit that it needed to produce. Listen to Leviticus in chapter 23 as to how they were to celebrate this in their lives. God said, And you shall take for yourselves on the first day of the fruit beautiful trees, branches of palm trees, and boughs of the leaf of trees, and willows of the brook, and you shall rejoice before the Lord your God for seven days. Every year in the life of the Hebrews, they would celebrate this great feast of tabernacles with palm trees in their hands. And in Passover, they take up these palm trees. Let's look a little further at the seven-day celebration. I think you'll see it. On the first day of the celebration, the first day of the seven days, all of the priests of that year would take a great and large golden water container. And they would process it from the temple empty. And they would go out of the gates of Jerusalem to the pool of Siloam. A pool on the southeast slope of Jerusalem. And they would gather the water. They would fill that large gold container with water. And all the priests would bear this container. And as they would enter into Jerusalem, passing through the people on their way to the temple... The people would wave their palm branches. And not only would they wave their palm branches. The priests would lead them in the chanting of the Psalms. And it's Psalms 113 through 118. Every year they would chant on their way to the temple. These Psalms are known as the Great Hallel. Psalms 113 through 118. You go and read them. But Psalms 113 through 118 were psalms of deliverance. Every one of these psalms either praised God for his deliverance of his people Israel out of bondage and making them a nation. Delivering them from oppression and granting them his freedom. It was either prayers of praise for that action or they were prayers for deliverance. Deliver us. Let me just read you a few short lines from these songs. One says, I love the Lord. 
because he has heard my voice and my supplications, for you have delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears. What shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits towards me? I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. In Psalm 118, the very last psalm of the great Hallel, they would proclaim when this water pot would go by them, the very thing they would proclaim on Palm Sunday and that which we proclaim today. They would proclaim Hosanna. Save now is what Hosanna means. Save now, I pray, O Lord. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Everything they did on Palm Sunday came from their celebration of the Feast of Tabernacles, which was a cry for deliverance and a celebration of the deliverance that was wrought on behalf of God's people. Israel. This was their song. This was their celebration. This was the entire meaning of this day. Are you starting to see that they believed that Jesus was the Messiah while they might take up palms as He would pass through them and cry out, Save now, blessed is He that cometh in the name of the Lord. On the third day of the feast, the priest would do, the high priest would do something very peculiar to them. One that they never understood other than it was the offering called upon. The priest would take a small container of water. He would take another small container and it would be filled with the fruit of the vine that they celebrated. It would be filled with wine. The priest would take water and wine on the third day of the Feast of Tabernacles and he would pour it upon the altar. Obviously no indication of what Christ would do for us. As Jesus would be on the cross and as he would give his life for us and his side pierced, blood and water flowed from the altar of sacrifice because our deliverer had delivered us. And on the last day of the great feast, day seven, all of the priests would take that great and large golden pot of water. And they would all at once, they would dump it upon the altar and at the sides of the altar so that when they did not only the blood sacrifices, but this sacrifice, there were grooves that would come from the altar and go out and take it away from the altar. So when they pour this great pot of water upon the altar, it then flows out through the people and on down and out of Jerusalem itself. This is what they would do on that last day. And on the last day of the feast, when the priest would pour the water onto the altar, and it would flow among the people. They would cry out again from Psalm 118, Hosanna, save us now. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. The water running from the altar, from the temple. It would go through the people and out. We echo today from Pascha to Pentecost when we no longer sing the Asperges, but we sing the Vidyakwam. Those words come from both the prophet Ezekiel and the book of Revelation. And the words we sing are, I beheld water that flowed from the temple on the right side thereof. And all they to whom that water came were healed. Everyone. And in the gospel of St. John in chapter 7, Jesus faithfully would be at this feast of tabernacles. Where it says in that gospel that on the last day, on that day that they would pour the water on the altar and it would flow, Jesus would stand up in that moment and he would cry out with a loud voice, we're told. 
If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow living waters. You need to see what has happened here. By God's prophecy through all the old covenant feasts and God's fulfillment and reality in and through Jesus Christ on this day, Palm Sunday, because it would be Jesus, our deliverer, the source of living water, that all who come into contact with it come back to life from death and bear the fruit of our Lord Jesus Christ. And when he would pass by that day, it wasn't a water pot passing by. It was the one who was the living water and who offered the living water. And they would wave their palm branches because they perceived, even though they misunderstood, they perceived that their deliverer had come for them. And so they cried out, save us now. Save us now. My friends, when we take up our palm branches on Palm Sunday, it is not to reenact, absolutely not simply to reenact something that happened over 2,000 years ago. When we take up our blessed palm branches, which means they have been set aside for something, to bless God's people and to honor God. When we take up our palm branches, we are praising by proclaiming what we do know happened over 2,000 years ago. That is our present reality. That our Deliverer has not only come, but that He has come and He has defeated death and hell. He has overthrown our oppressor Satan and released us from the bondage of our great oppressor. But there's something else. As we wave our palm branches, we are crying out the same words done in that Old Testament celebration that we hear on Palm Sunday in Holy Scripture. At the same time that we praise God for His deliverance, we are also crying out for it. We are saying, God, save us. God, deliver us. Deliver us from our sin nature. Deliver us from ourselves. Deliver us from anything that's in our lives that keeps us from the full reception and experience of the living water that you've come, that we would become like you and be made whole again. We cry out for his deliverance as we wave our palms. It's as, it's as Paul said in Romans 7. And the very reason we cry out for deliverance. St. Paul said, the very things that I hate, I keep doing. And the things I know that I ought to do, I do not do. Who will deliver me from this body of death? And he answers that question. Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So today we begin Holy Week. Every year we begin Holy Week. And what is set before us is both our need and our thanksgiving for deliverance from our Lord Jesus Christ. And so we cry out with all of the ages, past, present, and future. Hosanna. <coughs> Save us now. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.